Hey, it's Dr. Sarah and Alicia here, and you are listening to the Pregnancy for Professionals podcast. Our goal is to bring forward evidence-based information from all disciplines, supporting pregnant people through their journey to becoming new parents. From physicians to midwives, nurses to physiotherapists, and everyone in between. Make sure to fill out the quick survey in the show notes to let us know which topics you are interested in learning about and to make sure we are serving you, our maternity care provider community, well. Don't forget, the information on this podcast is for educational purposes only. Please consult with your team and your community for individual medical decisions that need to be made. Check us out on Instagram at pregnancy for professionals to find informative and educational posts for both you and that you can use for your patients. All right, Bryn and Sabrina, welcome to the podcast. Thank you so Sarah. much for having us. This is awesome. <laughs> oh my God, it is so awesome and it's about time. It's been a long time in the making of scheduling. <laughs> so I just wanted to start by saying thank you for joining us. Um, and then maybe ask you to briefly introduce yourselves and tell our listeners a little bit about who you are and what we're going to talk about today. Beautiful. So my name is Dr. Sabrina Ma. I'm a dentist in Victoria. And we, my husband and I, we own a practice together in Langford. Yeah. <laughs> I'm Dr. Bryn McMillan. Just like Sabrina said, we met in dental school, which is a cute little thing. Moved from Windsor, Ontario to Victoria, British Columbia, and I was born and raised in Victoria, BC. This was a great spot for us to set up. Oh, yeah. That's funny. I, I met my husband in residency, who's also a physician, and he's the one who's from here, and I'm from the East Coast. So very similar. Funny how that works out. <laughs> okay, so we are talking about dental care in pregnancy, and we have had so many questions. Yeah, which is, this is great. Yeah. yeah. So I thought we could just start by you guys diving in. And do you mind sharing a little bit about what changes that you might see from a dentist's perspective in pregnant people? So pregnancy gingivitis is a very common thing that happens. So basically, it's the peak of your pregnancy hormones. So estrogen, progesterone, pregnancy gingivitis typically peaks at month eight. So that's when you can start to develop very swollen gums, very sensitive. Even when you just touch it, brush it, floss it, you're just exhibiting a lot of bleeding. So that's probably the number one thing. Yeah. With the progesterone and estrogen, you get the increased vascularity. Yes. Gums. And that actually also correlates with your peritoneal ligaments. So we got millions of muscle ligaments that hold your teeth to the bone. And if they get inflamed, then your teeth tend to feel pretty loose. It also feels a little unstable. And with that being said, essentially. Oh, so yes, that it can cause a little bit of like tooth mobility. So we had a couple questions about that. People's tooth, teeth feeling a little bit loose in their mouth. So that is a thing. I have no idea that was a thing. Uh, yeah. Especially if you're a clencher and grinder as well. You're putting more forces on your teeth. Okay. Uh, or if you have what we call diastomas, like little spaces in between your teeth, right. so your teeth are not really locked into place. Yeah, there's no stability on either side of your teeth, so mm -hmm. your teeth just feel loose. With that being said, the, when people are clenching and grinding, I'm sure a lot of people have heard of night guards. The downfall with a night guard is it's a big chunk of something in your mouth, and unfortunately when you're pregnant, especially in the first trimester, I'm sure with morning sickness, it's not the greatest thing to yeah, have. Yeah, your reflex just gets squeezed. Yeah, you know? yeah. so it's like a myth. Yeah, it's a tough, it's a toughy one. Yeah. But at the end of the day, I guess take a big deep breath and just realize it's going to happen. The big thing to be on top of is to be on top of your rural hygiene, obviously at home. The big 
myth is a lot of the times we think, hey, if you're pregnant, do you go to the dental office? Yes. I definitely say you should 100%. Well, your oral health is a big component of your overall health and you want to be the healthiest version of yourself for your baby. So there's a lot of consequences if you do have poor oral health and it can be passed on to your baby. Or it could actually lead to you having some issues during pregnancy during pregnancy or after pregnancy. Yeah. So yeah, so the big thing is be on top of your oral health. This actually stems a little bit before you're pregnant. If you know you're trying, it's probably a really good idea to be on top of your overall health. And that includes going to see your dentist, getting regular checkups. The moment that you are pregnant, you try to want to, you really want to stay away from x-rays as best you can. Okay. That was a question we had. Yeah. Yeah. That was a question we had. And with that being said, it's nice if you are trying and you aren't pregnant yet to come in for a routine checkup and get your x-rays so that you know in advance and be proactive rather than reactive. Because most cavities that we see are typically, they form in between, <clears throat> sorry, they form in between your teeth. I'd say most people are really good at brushing, but most people aren't very good at flossing. So that's where a lot of interoxymal in between your teeth, those cavities develop. And we diagnose those at an early stage with x-rays. Oh, okay. I was going to ask. So with the x-rays, you're looking for cavities as well as? Infections, abscesses. Yeah. Um, Bone most, loss. Most of the time, that would, I would, you'd hope that someone would come in because when you have an infection or an abscess, you're in pain. You'd like to react to that. But okay. sometimes you're going to have an infection and you're not in pain. So some, it's still good to have your checkups with your x-rays beforehand. Okay. And my understanding is, though, and this is a question we often get, is what I had an x-ray and I didn't know I was pregnant. For those early pregnant people, you put lead on folks, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yes. Absolutely. Yeah. So it is a college guideline by our college that you yeah. must have lead aprons as well as a thyroid collar. The thyroid collar is actually the key component. Obviously, if you're unknown, it's usually the first trimester. And unfortunately, that is when the major development of the baby is happening. And big component is thyroid hormones are hu huge when it comes to brain and nervous system development. And so you really need that thyroid collar to protect your thyroid. So there's a lot of lead aprons um, that have a built-in thyroid collar, but sometimes they can be like just a lead apron that they throw on and then they slap on the thyroid collar. Pattern. Yeah. So most of the time that is used. So take all those precautions anyways. So it, sh it should technically be fine. Yeah. Another thing is that for a new patient exam, we typically take some intraoral x-rays where we'll use thyroid collar and apron. the normal lead apron, but we usually take a panoramic x-ray as well. So that one has a pan cape lead apron, so it doesn't really have the thyroid collar aspect, but that's because we need to see those structures down there as well. So right. it's blocking part of the image, but tip we don't take those x-rays very often. It's usually every five years. Patients can decline those. Those are totally fine. Yeah. If you're thinking you might be expecting at one point, maybe just decline that panoramic x-ray. Yeah. Okay. Now, I don't know if you know this answer, but people are just always concerned with x-rays in general. And so I tell folks like a chest x-ray, for example, is similar radiation flying from like here to Calgary, which is like a yeah. wasp flight. Um, yeah. So like, don't worry. I had a chest x-ray in pregnancy. I had a lead apron on. He's sitting on the couch playing Nintendo Switch because he's sick. Very intelligent. Yeah. Um, yeah. Do you know the similar sort of like the radiation that... Yeah. It is. We actually do. So for the panoramic one, it's very similar to the chest x-ray that you were talking about. Okay. Uh, for the intraoral images, it is extremely less than... Oh. Uh, 
So it's not something to be worried about. Now, when, it's so localized. Too. So when I said x-rays, we try to stay away from, that is a key component. But at the end of the day, if you have an emergency and emergencies can arise for whatever reason, an x-ray is something that you should do. In order to diagnose a problem yeah. and figure out how we can solve it. Yeah. Yeah. So, and I, so, yeah. Sorry. No, I was going to say it's so important to understand like the context, right? Like it's not like you're getting like a jo- full body oh, gosh, yeah. yeah. And it's when you are protected with lead apron and the fire collar, it's at the head and neck region. It's very far away. Yes. So not something to be too panicked about. Yes. Yeah. So did you ever hear about that study? I think it was in California or something about. The amount of radiation that you can get from eating a banana. Did you ever? <laughs> this is a thing. Yes. So, anyways, I just had this little chart in in front of you, and I don't want to freak people out about eating bananas because obviously there's a lot of good things about eating bananas. But for instance, I think a chest X-ray is about like 50 microsieverts, something around here, and then a single dental X-ray is 0.2. Oh my gosh! Yes. It's so minimal, and your feel it's not like nothing. Yeah. Yeah. But then also eating a single banana is 0.1. Well, you can get, so there's this huge part. If you look at the study, he actually wants you, you like compare things of like taking a flight from point A to B is the equivalent of eating like a truckload of bananas or something. Oh my gosh. <laughs> the things that yeah. people in science do. That's it. <laughs> okay. So I'm going to summarize what we've talked about so far. Yeah. Uh, so. Really important to try and get dental care pre-pregnancy, pre-conception. So just routine care, brush your teeth, floss your teeth, visit your dentist. Changes that we see in pregnancy are increases in estrogen and progesterone, and they cause that inflammation in the gums, as well as some of that. And is that from the increased vascularity? Like the Yeah, yeah exactly. exactly. And then it's that vascularity and inflammation that also causes swelling in the ligaments which makes your teeth feel loose which is bananas to me and that did not happen to me in my pregnancy yeah and so the big important to to add on that is the periodontal ligaments or the muscle ligaments that hold your teeth to the bone that get inflamed and cause them to be loose they're actually protective barrier for your roots that are under the gums when you hear about people saying oh my gums have receded or they've dropped those roots are exposed and they create a lot more sensitivity to hot and cold so when you get inflamed muscle ligaments like that, it actually creates a bigger space for water, cold water or ice cream to shoot down your teeth and cause cold sensitivity. I hate that. So it's, it's unfortunately, it's just par for the course. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Return back to normal. Yes. With that increased vascularity, the big thing is anything that's done a lot of blood flow in an area is unfortunately ready to bleed. Yeah. So stay away from hard bristle toothbrushes. Okay. We've learned that out of all electric toothbrushes, not to say you should switch your electric toothbrush because they cost money. But if you have a Sonicare, it is usually the softest. The gentlest, yeah. The gentlest, per se, if that's a word. And those are kind of the things that we recommend. Okay. Okay. Because that was one of the questions. So now we understand why it happens. And then somebody was wondering um, about how to reduce the gum bleeding during pregnancy. So soft toothbrush would be... Yeah. Soft toothbrush and honestly keep up with regular cleanings. And that was also the other thing is... Throughout your whole pregnancy, it's okay to have cleanings. Yeah. Yes, that was the question. And fluoride. Yeah. And okay. fluoride too, yeah. The fluoride, obviously, it's like anything. If you ingest too much of something, it's not good. So to a toxic level. So you don't want to be swallowing fluoride. Now, the big thing is too, is in the first trimester when you do have some morning sickness, fluoride is not a very fun thing. It makes you a little nauseous. I don't know if you've ever got nauseous off it before, but I have. We do have it in two different forms. One is to actually have a rinse where you swish around. Downfall with the rinse is you do end up swallowing a bit of it, even if you don't think you do. Yeah. It's not in a toxic level, so nothing to panic about at all. Okay. Yeah. 
but, but it is also something that could stimulate to maybe feel a little sick. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so what we do recommend is using more of the varnish. We use varnishes on kids okay. because we feel swallowing it. So varnishes where you actually just paint it on the teeth. Oh, yes. I've seen it. Like, it, looks, it feels gross and gurgly, but you know, it, it's, it's good for your teeth. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So fluoride is safe maybe in the first trimester or if you're having significant nausea throughout, then just ask for the varnish. Form of void. We own the two. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. No, that's great. And it's good. It's good to know. I know fluoride is, there's a lot of controversy, a lot of things. Yes. I know that I have great teeth because I had fluoride in my water growing up. Yeah. Where were you born and raised again? Prince Edward Island, Charlton. Yeah. Oh, nice. Okay. Yeah. Cavities. How do we manage cavities in pregnancy? Yeah, that's a tough question. Realistically speaking, if you keep up your oral hygiene, cavities usually are lower, not lower. They should be the same as if you were not pregnant. Yeah. Uh, the only thing that we can state out there is, unfortunately, if you're not bringing enough calcium, because your teeth are mineralized, they're harder than bone. The upper enamel it is. That is, if you're not bringing enough calcium, unfortunately, the, the, uh, the baby or the fetus is actually going to take from you which can prevent you from having enough minerals in your saliva, which then could correlate to getting more cavities per se. It's not very common, but... It's like a theoretical possibility. Very Yeah. Yeah. So I wouldn't want to say that you're more prone to cavities. You're definitely more prone to gingivitis or periodontal disease. Gingivitis is just a fancy word for saying inflammation of the gum. Periodontitis, inflammation of the bone. And then with morning sickness, you're dropping the pH level in your mouth. And that's typically the environment of how uh, cavities are formed in general. So basically, just quickly how cavity is formed. Basically, you have something to eat. The leftover food in your mouth is eaten by the bacteria in your mouth. And the waste product of the bacteria is acidic. So that's what's eaten in your teeth. So if you have a very acidic environment in your mouth, you're very prone to cavity. So if you have morning sickness, so... If you're trying to give advice to someone who has morning sickness after they vomit, you want to rinse with like a little solution with a cup of water and baking soda to help neutralize the acidity. Yeah, that's so genius. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then so you can do that and then wait at least 30 minutes before you brush because your teeth are in that softer, low pH state. So if you brush right away, that mechanical disruption will actually strip layers of your teeth away. I hope. So 30 minutes for it to kind of um, neutralize the pH levels. Yeah. And then you can brush. So if you're not around baking soda, just drink a lot of water. Yeah. (laughs) You don't always have that solution ready with you, but yeah. It's good to know, actually, to not brush your teeth right away, especially even as a mom of kids who sometimes throw up. Yeah. So even, yeah, that does happen. But even not even relating to morning sickness. So even after eating, it's not advised to brush right away. You still want to wait at least 30 minutes to let your like that environment go back yeah. to yeah. yeah but i'm learning so much <laughs> and so if unfortunately someone does get a cavity or they get a cavity diagnosed in pregnancy i would presume that you would recommend treating it the same way you would if the person was not pregnant because pregnant people do yes. um Absolutely. yeah i think it's very dependent on the severity though because if it's in the first trimester and it's not something that's impeding their life and it's not going to turn into an infection yeah then you want to postpone it. If you can postpone until after the birth, great. Yeah. There are certain times where you can't. And uh, second trimester is definitely the most important time or the easiest time and the best time to yeah. be treated. Yeah. Yeah. And then- You with, can treat in third trimester. It's just a little bit more uncomfortable. And there's a small chance of inducing labor. Oh, small. with the treatment? 
Yeah, with treatment if you're very close. Oh, and do you know the sort of pathogen? I don't know that it's at like all. Stress-wise or like their local anesthetic, there's some of it that's have epinephrine in it. I don't think that's going to induce it, though. I think but it's more it, the stress-related. Yeah. 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 Uh, the dental office is not everyone's favorite place to be, which we all know. I love going. I love how my teeth feel leaning, but that's just... <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I would say a good percentage love coming and then there's the percentage that don't and we get that. And yeah. So, you know, but with that being said, going into that, I guess, per se, is that uh, we do try to stay away from certain drugs. And there are some drugs that are used commonly in dentistry for sedating or helping you feel comfortable. Antibiotics. Yeah. And any type of benzodiazepine, I would say you try to stay away from. I know that it's safe in theory from your point of view, I bet, at normal. We do a loading dose, but yeah, in theory, you want to stay away from it. Yeah, that's fair. And you know, like, yeah, they're safe in moderation, but if you can avoid it. So my understanding is your recommendation is if you have a cavity and it's not significantly impacting your day-to-day, you can postpone treatment into the second trimester or even further, you know, beyond into postpartum if it's a small minor cavity. But if it's causing discomfort or you've got an infection, it's important and appropriate to treat it. Absolutely. And at that point, it is appropriate to take an X-ray and go from there. Yeah. And you have safe, very safe local anesthetics. In any dental office, for the most part, they should have multiple options of local anesthetics. Um, there are certain ones that you want to stay away from. Don't know if names matter, but Articane's one of them. Lidocaine is a most common local anesthetic. Yeah. I don't even know the first one that you just said. Articane? Yeah, Articane. It's a higher percentage and it's just used more for local infiltration. But but yeah, so Lidocaine is super important, very safe. Not even If you are super concerned at all, in theory, the half-life of lidocaine is two hours. So sometimes if I do have a very concerning person, I do say, hey, you know what? If you really want to, for breastfeeding-wise, that is, after yeah. pregnancy, if you're concerned, you could potentially pump and dump for two to six hours after procedure. Yeah. yeah. On the safe side, but it's so minimal. so minimal. And they say that after one week of the baby being born, it should be fine. Oh, but yeah. For- Well, here's a newsflash. We use local anesthetic when we're repairing the perineum while the the mom is actively breastfeeding. (laughs) There's a newsflash all the time. And it's funny because in our world of dentistry, even nitrous oxide, laughing gas, um, is air quote unsafe. And you use during the labor. So no, I mean, in theory, you can avoid it while you're pregnant, but afterwards with breastfeeding, nitrous oxide is great too. And that's a really good sedative, very... It's right out of your system right away. It's usually the one that we recommend the most. It's so interesting, hey, how there's this like risk perception because it's here and not. Yeah, I know. Bizarre. (laughs) Yeah, because that was one of our questions about local anesthetic while breastfeeding. And yeah, Yeah, no, no issues really overall. And just if you want to be safe, you just pump and dump as long as you're able to bottle feed. Uh We alluded to at the beginning, and I thought maybe we could just talk a bit more about the, like how dental care and dental hygiene relates to like general health as well as pregnancy health. Yeah. And yeah, I wonder if you can just talk a bit more about that so people can understand why. There's a lot of studies that can, obviously there's certain things out there that can prove something exactly, but then there's other studies that show a correlation. Yeah. And uh, when it comes to periodontal disease, which classified as gingivitis and periodontitis, which is bone loss, it shows that actually there is a potential for low birth weight in your child. Also that there's also premature births. Hmm. And even for the mother, 
preeclampsia as well. Yeah, which is interesting. So it is actually really important around this. With the premature birth stuff too, there's the big one is hypoplastic enamel. So the outer shell of your tooth, which is the hard part, comes really soft in the child when, when they have their baby teeth. Um, baby teeth are super important. I know we think, oh, okay, we're going to get our adult teeth and whatever, their baby teeth. But they're actually really important for nutrition for your baby. They're also important too to hold the space for when your adult teeth come through. And you right. always hear... People going, oh gosh, I don't want to have to pay for braces, this, that. This is the most important way is just be proactive and that way you won't hopefully need braces. No, fascinating. And as you're saying all this, I'm thinking like if you've got inflammation and infection, that's causing yeah. a lot of like immune reactions and cytokines. Yep. And that's probably like they're floating around in your blood. They're yep. potentially crossing into the placenta. So I can see now that we're diving deeper, some yeah. of what we would say like the pathophysiology behind it, which totally yeah. Yeah. And you know, it's really interesting. I can't I have to, I always have to pull in a personal anecdote, but one of my kids, one of his baby teeth was very discolored. Okay. And our yep. dad, I think he's like, you probably had some kind of, something probably happened at some stage in your pregnancy. Yeah. There's, there was something, cause we were reading to that a little bit. There's tooth discoloration due to increased bilirubin. Interesting. We'll do that, but that's all we read, and I didn't want to dive further into it. Right? Yeah, but it could have been like some kind of minute because I think it had something to do with the enamel on that too. Absolutely. Yeah. It's, There's a lot of things actually. Was it baby tooth or permanent tooth? Baby, baby tooth. Baby yeah, tooth. Okay, so definitely. Yeah. The other tooth too is because with the preterm births as well, when they're in NICU and they're on the side of their face, unfortunately, they're lied on their oh, yeah. down. It actually causes them to get what you call a dolicofacial pattern, which is the oh. elongated face. Um, which then can correlate with a narrow palate. Oh. Then you're kind of diving into, you need to interrupt all this at an early age before usually six years of age. Before like the expanders. Expanders or headgear and all that. So it does make a difference. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Don't say that's always the case, but not to scare you. <laughs> yeah, right. Well, it's just important to be informed. That's the whole purpose of like why we are doing this work is to inform people and educate yeah. people so that they can advocate for themselves and their chest. Yes. And yeah. with that being said too, make sure to still take your vitamins and such and supplements like folic acid because there's a big correlation between folic acid and cleft palates. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's so interesting. Okay. So I've learned so much. So basically take care of your teeth during yes. before and during pregnancy. Go for routine care, routine visits, x-rays if you can avoid them especially in the first trimester. Yep. That's great. But if you need an x-ray because of concern around infection or inflammation, it's totally safe and appropriate. If you need any treatments, again, if they can be avoided, you can wait. But if you need a treatment, it's important and safe. And then we just talked a little bit about the changes and what well, the consequences of infection or chronic inflammation can be in terms of the pregnancy. That is crazy. I didn't know any of this stuff. <laughs> yeah, it's really cool. Yeah. <laughs> So anything else that we didn't talk about that you guys think we should cover? When I made a whole bunch of notes here. Let me just. Yeah. Some random ones too is these are really out there per se, but if you are going to come in for treatment, second trimester, like we mentioned, is usually best. Big one too is ask to, or bring your own, but hopefully a dental office has it, but try to ask for a pillow and try to get a pillow on your right side. Or even like a roll of towel. Yeah. Just, just yeah. Pile. That was yeah. like the big one because supine hypotensive syndrome. Right, which is when you get too much pressure from the fetus on your inferior yeah. vena cava. Yeah, it can relate to not syncope per se, per se, but making you feel sweaty. Like not feel good. Yeah, yeah. 
And maybe another recommendation for people who are experiencing pregnancy gingivitis or want to prevent it from happening, different types of toothpaste that can maybe aggravate. Yes. So if if you're using a whitening toothpaste, I'd probably avoid it because usually whitening toothpaste don't actually have a whitening agent in it. It's just more abrasive. Oh, interesting. Like kind of scratching off a layer of your tooth. So eventually your teeth probably won't look white anymore because you don't, you're stripping your enamel. So in general, we don't, even, we don't really even suggest people to use whitening toothpaste. There's other ways to whiten your teeth. But also I would suggest using a toothpaste that doesn't have SLS in it because that is a bit of an irritant. Okay. So one toothpaste that we know for sure doesn't have it is Sensodyne Pronamel that doesn't have SLS in it. There are a lot of patients or people that are sensitive to that too. So, so I don't, we have no stake in Sensodyne. No, <laughs> right? Actually, and that brings up another question. I don't know if we had it in that little question box I put out, but I've had people ask about, are teeth whitening treatments safe in pregnancy? So we wouldn't advise to get whitening. And then... Yeah, from what we gathered, it's really not the safest thing to be doing. So I would avoid that. Cosmetic work too, which is completely... So elective. Elective. I would avoid at all costs if I was you. With that being said, if there's patients who have like demineralized teeth, hypocalcified, and they have little like chalky blotches on their teeth, then that can actually be remineralized in office or even at home just by switching their toothpaste to something called MI paste. I don't know if you've heard of MI paste before, but it's basically a mineral toothpaste. So you can get it with fluoride or without fluoride. So if you get the patients that don't like fluoride or they don't believe it or they try to avoid it. That's a really good alternative. alternative. And you can oh. use it pregnant in kids. They can accidentally swallow it. It's totally safe. MI yeah. So a lot of dentists might sell it. Yeah. It's, we get it ordered in and then we sell it for no to charge. We just sell it. Yeah, I think Amazon sells it, but I think they upcharge by $15 or something. Yeah. They sell it for $35 or whatever. Oh, anyway, that's a good stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And on the same line, I'm going to guess I know the answer, but I see a lot of, this is just me asking out of curiosity. I see a lot of people Invisalign lately. Would you want that during pregnancy with your teeth being loose? What would you do there? (laughs) That's a good question. We are both general dentists. We don't really do a lot of orthodontics per se. Yeah. Uh, From the theoretical side of it, it doesn't make sense. Yeah. That's what I was thinking. If your teeth are loose. So if you're in the middle of it and you're like, oh my gosh, I just got pregnant. Should I just continue with this? I'd probably just stick with the tray that you have right now and try not to move your teeth any further. Yeah. Because moving your teeth is an inflammatory process. Yeah. That's a good point. Oh, it's also interesting, you guys. Yeah. The other big one too also out there is, unfortunately, with this whole inflammation of the gums, there is a chance that when, if you irritate them too much, you can get something called a pyogenic granuloma oh yeah and those are common in pregnancy they are unfortunately very common and they look without better words and they look scary yeah the nickname for it is pregnancy tumor which sounds awful yeah Yeah. it's it's like red vascular massive kind of thing usually on your gums purely on your gums sometimes it can get on the palate it looks awful if you see something like this go see your dentist and hopefully get reassured it's not something to be worried about what there are studies out there showing that you can have it sized off or removed, but it's not actually a good thing to do while you're pregnant. And wow. they, they usually resolve on their own most of the time. But if they don't, after your pregnancy, you can get it removed. With that being said, because you're cutting it out, the irritation of cutting it out is actually going to cause it to reoccur. Yeah. 
Yeah. So, yeah. The big thing though out of this is if you feel like there's this big bump on your gums, go to your dentist and then be reassured that it's not a big deal. Yeah. 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 All these fun things that can happen, unfortunately. It's so interesting, hey? And it just shows you like how pregnancy is like a whole bot. Like it affects everything in your yeah. body. And also how yeah. your oral hygiene can affect your entire health because of like the like all your blood flows through your mouth. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah, even like without being pregnant, periodontitis and gingivitis is correlated with diabetes and heart disease. Heart disease. There's a lot. So yeah, dementia. Yeah, yeah. Cool. Interesting. Amazing. I'm super stoked that we finally got together and had this conversation. Yeah, yeah, that was awesome. Yeah, we'll put together some show notes for folks, and then maybe I will get you to email me your clinic address or name or just whatever in the MI paste because I yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we're at bc we got a lot of people who don't like fluoride yeah, yeah. i know yeah. right yeah, yeah. So having safe alternatives because yeah. that's their choice it's great amazing thanks so much for your time today you guys no worries yeah that was awesome yeah it was really fun amazing thanks so much you both yeah yeah it was nice to meet you it's fun have a great day you too thank you sure. goodbye thanks for listening to this episode of pregnancy for professionals make sure to share this podcast with your colleagues and head on over to wherever you listen to podcasts to give us a five-star review if you think we're worth it and also please make sure to fill out the quick survey below to let us know what topics you want to hear more about have a great day